<laughs> now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. So I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, and I'll tell you how I became the first black <laughs> And you know what? I know the entire song. I, I think we all do, but if somebody put a gun no, in our head, this, we'll be like, hey, yo. When I say uh, I know the entire song, like, I know the entire song that, that they usually don't even play on the episode. I'm going to say, this is the full version right here. This ain't even the, I know the, second, the short version. Right, I know the That's what I'm saying. I know that. It's funny you listen to it, you listen to this version and then you think to yourself how they just chopped it up into like maybe 20 seconds of an intro. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. Like, I think they only played that version on the first episode. Yes, and that was it. Right, right, right. Because they like, okay, we can't do that. You gotta show them something. You right, right. gotta show them a little something. Shout out to Will Smith, the ghost. Is this what the people of this might be all right. Yeah. Oh, wait, I heard that Chrissy and Boone tried to know that. Is this about the place they want to sit in that cool cat? Yo, I don't know, but I'll see when I get there. Come on. Give me Chrissy Bell-Air. Hey. And then you know the rest of it. That's why. Listen, on that note, let's go ahead and intro this podcast. I think we are in great spirits, as you can already see. Welcome to the next installment of Blastic, the podcast where we, uh, you know what I'm saying, we review black classics in film and television. It is me, your host, Louis B, and it's your boy K-Rod. What up, fellas? How you doing, ladies? We are back for another one yet again. Mm-hmm. On this installment of Blastic, we want to do one. I mean, of course, you heard the song. Like, right. I mean, let's just... <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nah. <laughs> if you didn't already guess that, <laughs> by, by, by the people on the look at yeah, this. Yeah, hey man, Kev up. brought in some good little little trinkets. He has the entire series <laughs> on DVD. Well, y'all see, when I said my fans, y'all see DVDs. This is crazy. This around. is not a stream. No, this is a physical copy. <laughs> when the internet goes out, you go to this. <laughs> when the wind blows too hard, you go to this. Hey. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We all know yes. what this movie uh, is and was for the culture. Oh my God! So much to just take away from this, and even so much going forward. We'll get into it at the very end because this is a show that is looking to leave a legacy. I mean, it's it's <laughs> literally a, it's a it's a show that since it came out, it's been on syndication ever since. Like. There are a lot of shows, and I'm only 27 years old, people, but there are a lot of shows that I notice in the syndication market that come in, that go, uh, and you may never see them again for another 10 years or another five years, just the way that the uh, market works for television like that. But one show that stays on, and it stays on multiple channels, Mm -hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That and Martin. That and Martin, wow, like those are the only two shows, of course they're not the only two because there's a lot of other shows that do that, but we going to focus on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, and you're 100% right because now that I think about it, I remember like one of my earliest memories of the show is it used to be on TBS. My dad used to always watch it and I, that I would see it mm-hmm. and it was on TBS. I, I didn't watch it when it was on with NBC or whatnot. I remember seeing it in syndication on TBS. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I remember when I first got really hip to it, you just, 
as a kid, you just find stuff on accident. Like you said, I wasn't looking at it when it came out, even though shit, when it came out, shit, the nigga was five years deep into it. They was, they was about to close it out. It was Damn, already I'm ended when I got young. into it. It was already, it was, I guess it had already ended by the time I got to it. It's crazy. I literally remember, and this is probably like, oh, five. This is late in the game. This is when it started syndicating on, ah, what did they want to call it at the time? Nick at Night? Yeah. Nickelodeon After Dark, like uh -huh. 11 o'clock, they That's would play it for like 11 and 11.30. That's when, on accident, like before I would go to sleep, I would just watch it. Oh. And then, you know, they play the same, they play it in chronological order, two episodes every night. So, shit, by some time, I ended up watching the whole series. See, it was TBS for me. Yeah. That's how, that's how. Hey, wow. man, and it, it, this is a show that has spanned across different mm -hmm. networks, like I said earlier. This, it's a lot of shows that don't do that, man. No. A lot of these content can't. hubs, they, they keep their stuff to themselves, so. Can't, it just shows can't, you what's going on with Fresh definitely, Prince. Definitely. Wanna go ahead and get us started? Yeah, so, you know, we don't intro the show again, like we said. It's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, sir. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is an American television sitcom, as we all know, created by Andy and Susan Barowitz, based loosely on Benny Mendina's life. Who is Benny Mendina? Yeah. Do you know who Benny Mendina is? Oh. From what it looks like, it's saying he's a record producer. So, record producer, talent manager, television producer. Mm -hmm. So, this is based on his life. So, he ended, he's, this is, how did they do this? Because it's, it's Will's background. So, they're just taking Benny's story? No, not, no, necessarily. So, the show itself, the show is... In the 1990s, basically, music uh, producer Benny Mendina, along with his business partner and real estate mogul Jeff Pollock, decided mm -hmm. to market a TV show based on Mendina's life. Mendina had grow, grew up in East Los Angeles, but mm -hmm. his life changed when he befriended a white, rich teenager oh. and his family, and he lived. They lived in Beverly Hills. But oh. what they decided to do was, hey, let's switch the show and make it a black kid growing up with a. Uh, a very well-to-do black family. I okay. can get mileage out of that. Yeah. Will Smith came later down the line, so the show is not necessarily based on Will Smith. They said we don't want By to do, no means is it based on Will Smith. They said we don't want to do different strokes, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. So, I, you Listen, know... Listen, man, this, this show started a long time ago, 1990. Right. I was not conceived yet. I, I was five years... This is five right. years prior to my life. This show came out and it, it just swept the nation. It's funny right. because Will wasn't even trying to do this show originally. No. So Medina, <laughs> a quote I, 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 uh, that gravitated towards said, that way, this is the reason why he switched it to what his life expect, what his life was mm -hmm. and to what we see in the show. Yeah. We did it because that way we could explore black on black prejudice as well as black class differences. Hmm. So it's not necessarily, because of course we know Will Smith is from Philadelphia. Right. He'd never been in to Los Angeles to after right. he made it into his career. So Medina pitched the idea to Quincy Jones, who had just signed a TV deal. Quincy Jones, of course, the music producer with Time Warner. Once that happened, Jones was impressed by the idea and arranged a meeting with NBC chief uh, Brandon Tartikoff, hmm. who runs NBC and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So Will Smith was getting hot at that time, uh, hit records and stuff like that. Of course, he ran into a, a, a road bump where he owed the IRS a lot of fucking money at one point. <laughs> A lot of fucking I money. I hate them niggas. Well, again, he was 19 years yeah. old, famous, 19 years old. And he was actually... IRS problems at 19? Go ahead. Right, man. right. I mean, Shit. but again, Oof. it's easy for us to say now because you know what to do now. But at that time, 
That's like we always say with like record deals and not saying he had a bad mm-hmm. record deal, but he was just spending money. Yeah. So anyway, um, he's just a regular nigga. So um, I guess they saw Will Smith and his music videos. They said they liked his energy. They asked him, has he ever acted before? They was like, no. No. <laughs> but anyway, so he was invited to a Quincy Jones party. Mm-hmm. And basically, they was asked, they was like, hey, we got this idea for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith has said this story several times. He yeah. was like, look, Everybody that's in here right now um, has the power to say yes to this television show. It's here. So uh, if you want to audition for this show, and they gave him a script for an old TV show. It wasn't even Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It was a sh- it was actually a, sh- a pilot pitch for, um, what's Buddy's name? Morris Day. Wow. <laughs> it was a, when they were getting shows to random people back. Not random, because I guess he was hot at that time. Oh, so anyway, they, they just wanted to see if he could act. Interesting. So he was like... Um, he was like, listen, Will was like, man, I don't know. Give me a few weeks. Give me a month and I can double back. He said, okay, cool. But everybody that can say yes to the show is out there now. So, yeah, we can give you a week, but then maybe they're gone next mm. week. We can wow. give you a month, but maybe they can't do it that month. So, do you want to do this shit? And Will was like, <laughs> yeah, let's give him five minutes. And then he came back and then they literally greenlit the shit that day and he signed a contract that day. And by like a week, they were filming. Changed his life. Right. So I ain't got to jump at him and say, fuck it. Literally, I don't know if we, we really recognize this is the start of his acting career, correct? This is... He had, he, at that point, he maybe had like a small role on something, but it was nothing big just at that time. think about the Will Smith y'all see today. Like, I'm just thinking about, I, I look at Fresh Prince as like his crash course in trying to figure out everything in acting, because in that show... In those episodes, they dug on so many different topics. Of course, shit, going six damn years, you can tap on anything. And then it's growing as a person. Then once you start to get those opportunities, I just see so much growth episode to episode as he tries to go through like com- comedic timing and as he tries to go through seriousness and real emotional acting. Like he really went to Fresh Prince to get his chops like everything that you see from will smith today is a result of those reps put in on that show right i think that shit is so for a show that's essentially based around you you are you're the first on the call list yeah and you're as far as talent's concerned or as far as on the on the books Mm -hmm. you are the least experienced you're very last (laughs) and so a lot of times even will has said it himself he said, sometimes if you look at the earliest episodes, and I've seen, oh my God. he has learned everybody's lines, yeah. and he's literally mouthing the lines as it goes. A master. And you sometimes, and I remember um, uh, Karen Parsons, and we're going to get into the cast, mm-hmm. she literally like freaked out one time because she literally saw him mouthing the words, and that knocked her <laughs> off. She was like... This nigga is mouthing the words. Like, this is going to knock me off my game. And, man, I, and that's just crazy. Like you said, like, you see him progress on that. So but, the show came out. Was it a huge success upon his release? I think it was doing quite well. I think it was pretty much doing quite... It was doing good. But yeah. there was a point in the third season where the show was literally getting ready to be axed but the people like the fans like no fuck that yeah and it and we got more episodes we got more seasons 
And let's be real, shit, in the 90s, y'all think TV is good now. In the 90s, mm -hmm. you're competing with some heavy hitter right. type shows. I think, shit, A Different World is probably on top of his game. Cosby Show is on top of his game. Like you're, mm -hmm. And then, not, not only that, you're dealing with the white other, you're dealing with the other white shows that's out there as well. Like, hey, competition was really fierce for sitcom television back then. So, right. Right. Man. And then the whole other, the another thing is, it's so, it's, at that time, it was rare for an actor, for a rapper to be a star on a television show. That's a fact. Um, now we see it everywhere and mm -hmm. it is what it is at this point. <laughs> they seek but, out these niggas. <laughs> right, right. Rightfully, I mean, I see why, but at that point, it was like, nothing about this says it's going to be successful. Right. Definitely. And a, a lot of other things that I see that I think is very interesting is Alfonso Ribeiro, who plays Carlton. He almost didn't make it past the first episode. Why he was, was initially cast in the pilot, but the president of NBC at the time asked that Carlton be recast after seeing the episode. They they don't really say why he changed his mind or the reason why, but it is what it is. Hmm. That's how you know sometimes motherfuckers just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> That's they a just fact. don't. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into some of the cast, man. Go ahead. Okay, I know it's a like laundry I, list like, of them. Oh yes, yeah, a laundry list. Of course, we're just going to stay with the main cast. We got James Avery. Uh, a Rest classically uh, cl classically trained stage actor as yeah. Uncle Phil. You also might know him as the voice of Shredder in the Ninja Turtles in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. We got Janet Hubert Witten. Uh, she was a classically trained actor, Aunt dancer. Um, just great. She was the Aunt Viv for the first three seasons. The original. Right, right. OG, they like to call him. Alfonso Ribeiro. He... he he may have the longest career. Uh, he was on a TV show called Silver Spoons. He was in commercials and shit like that. America's Funniest Videos Now. <laughs> right, right, right now. That brother, that brother has been working. Yeah. He has constantly worked. Yeah. Um, in the house, great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Karen Parsons, actress, model, you know. She Tantiana has Ali. Right, Tantiana Ali. She was young. She was the youngest. She was mm -hmm. singing afterwards. We got Daphne Maxwell Reed. Maxwell Reed. She played Aunt Viv for like the Last three seasons, the great actress. <laughs> she was at, which actually she's. I will get to that too. She's a great actress. Yeah. Uh, she's actually married to Tim Reed um, yes. from um, Sister Sister. 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 Mm -hmm. Been married. Uh, you know Jeffrey Townsend, aka DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, he was very reluctant to join the cast, but I can when see he why. got there, <laughs> he's a classic staple on the show as yeah, well. And we definitely. also, last but not least, we have Ross Vaguely. He was the youngest member that was introduced in what, like the fourth or the fifth season? Uh, little Nicky. Oh, Little Nicky. Right, right. We also got that brother. <laughs> you also might know him as, uh, what's his name from the uh, Little Rascals? Uh, God damn it. Uh, they, they, they say I look like him. Yeah, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. <laughs> Buckwheat from the Little Rascals, man. <laughs> and I mean, man, we got but man, so a star, many. A star-studded cast that honestly, you see their careers now, and you, you, like I said earlier about Will, it's just a direct result of that. Like these people are still working hard. Rest in peace, James Avery. I would love to see what he would be doing now. I know he was he was chilling beforehand, but you know, I would love to see just if he would. Yeah, would have done mean, anything. He, he else, probably you know? be right. He probably be. I mean, Most the definitely. one thing about acting especially for black women for men in general you can play the granddaddy you can play the dad you can be constantly doing it, and i can't speak for women but for men you can constantly be doing something because you're always at an age where you can play something right. so i have no doubt there's several things he did after the fresh prince of bel-air that we could go into but yeah so we already know the story for fresh prince man. right you know what i'm saying the big fight on the basketball court mm-hmm 
Shit gets crazy, you know what I'm saying? Mama say, hey, we got to move you to the rich folks. We got to move you to your aunt and your uncle. They going to give you a better lifestyle. We already know the situation. He goes to live with them. And throughout the course of six years, he just goes through shit out there in L.A. versus in West Philly. So, honestly, man, it's, it's a show that really we don't relate to. But it's just so interesting that how they pick it apart. Like I said, at, at the at, from a ver- bird's eye view, we don't really connect with this story. You but as soon as you Will. connect with those characters, you connect with Will, yeah. and then you you don't certain circumstances you connect with Will, and then you can kind of connect with the banks based on they uh, really just niggas with money. Once you figure right. that out, they're just niggas with money. Right, <laughs> right, and 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 it and it further details mm-hmm. that later on down the line which right. we'll talk about the right. re- the the reboot or whatnot yeah but like i can say the cast is so great and what i like the most about i love the behind the scenes shit mm. like there's a lot of shit when i was researching it was like uh uh hillary mm-hmm. hillary the um the actress that plays hillary karen parsons, karen right. parsons I re- they said there was stories, and she, even she said herself, when the first season of the show started, she kept her waiter job. She was a waitress. Because oh, wow. she was like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Mm. I don't. Re- I know who Will Smith is. He's mm. a rapper. I don't know if this is going to work. Mm. So they that cast literally went up to her job as a waitress while she was filming and would tease her. Like I said, Carlson almost <laughs> lost his job. He didn't think he was going to get the job. Wow. Uh, Tatiana Ali, the way she got her job, she was rapping mm. and stuff like that. She had to rap and she couldn't rap. So her being goofy got mm. her the job. And Daphne Reed, uh, the second Aunt Viv, the one thing I find real di- uh, most interesting that most people don't know is, yeah, it was a big kind of back and forth. And we'll get into that a little bit later between Will Smith and um, the original Aunt Viv, mm-hmm. but Daphne Maxwell Reed was actually off of the role before she even got there. She mm. looked at the script and was like, uh, the main character a rapper or the main actor a rapper? I'm pass on this. Yeah. So she actually saw that script even before. Wow. So that's one thing I feel like we had to kind of point out. Yeah, we might as well get into it because right. I mean we can tap on it real quick. Shit, we already see that a change was made with the Aunt Vivs, and that was a big deal. I think it's really cool that um, you just see life evolve and mm-hmm. people grow and people mature, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Like there was so much going on um, when the original Aunt Viv left, uh, so much shit going on, and then we finally really got to break it down mm-hmm. years later. What well, shit, decades later? Right. In the reunion special, and it was really just Will just being <sighs> big headed. It was a lot of nah, things. He's being nineteen, like he man. Big headed. He's being nineteen. He's being a kid. He's man, being a nineteen. Ch- here it goes. But see, this nineteen is, this years is, old. You this can is have, what, no, no, no. This is why I say it's not being big headed. This is why no, no, no. <laughs> this is why I say it's not being big headed, right? Because if it was, it's him being a kid. Because if it was. If it was him being big-headed, he would have that attitude towards everybody. It was an individual person. So she's dealing with what she has to deal with. She's seeing this young kid, and she's probably kind of like acting a certain way to him. And he wants everybody to like him. He wants Uncle Phil to like him. He wants her to like him. And she's not reacting to him, so now he's being a kid and being like, oh, fuck you now. 
So it's I don't. Feel but even like when it, the shit with the pregnancy happened, it's like, fam, like, can, can, can we have a little understanding for what she's going through? Like women. But uh, but again, we can really put can this you, shit on hold. How can you how can you expect a nineteen year old to act a certain way if he doesn't know? And all he's reacting to, all he's reacting to is for some reason this lady does not or seems not to like me. Hmm. So. I, it's, it's not her fault. It's not his fault. Well, y'all hear it from us right now. My 19-year-olds. Hey, if you got money, learn how to communicate with your bosses. Learn how to communicate with people you work with. It's important. It's vital. <laughs> but, and then we also have to say this Fuck now. You also got to say this. The 19-year-old in question is the star of the show. Yeah. So, also, but that's what I'm saying. So, we, we kind of get it. But what I do like, I like to say again, fast forward decades later, um, now he's a 50-year-old man, and now he can sit down and talk about it. Now he has some mm-hmm. lessons under his belt. There were situations where he was dragged through the mud for not knowing certain situations, and it's just Janet Hubert kind of, rightfully so, she has situ- situations going on. She was a single mother. She was abused. She got on the internet, talked shit about him, but... Again, us as a people, we were able to come together and get that, you know, past us. Yeah. They're good now, guys. Right, right. <laughs> but what I, I do want to comment on, you know, everybody says like, oh, the first Aunt Viv is my favorite and this and that and this and that. But what I what I do want to say as an actor, as an actor, um, I do feel like each Aunt Viv had their own thing and... You can't really blame Miss uh, Reed for portraying the character the way she portrayed it, right? Because e- you could write something on paper and the character could be portrayed one way. Like I could write something for you mm-hmm. and you could portray it one way, and then I can write I can portray that same character, but it would look it would look un it wouldn't be authentic if I portrayed it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like they might be like I don't, you know. So you have to take it and do certain things with it. Mm-hmm. So people say this is my favorite one is like. It's like I I really feel like both should get credit and you know. Well shit, they do. They bank accounts good. Them residuals ain't right. them residuals ain't looking too bad. No, no, by no means. And what I also thought that the internet kind of dragged on was like they tried to tack it as if it was like a uh a back and forth between the two. They had never met each other mm-hmm. until that show. To yeah. the to the reunion show. It's yeah. like they're getting a job. Like why do I it's it's like if I got fired at a job. Do I need to know the motherfucker that had my job before? Yeah. No, it's just a job. Yeah, but we ain't gonna stay on that too long. No, man. no, but we gonna. Um, what was some of your favorite episodes, man? Because there's <sighs> definitely shit. There's Listen. six years. There's too many of episodes to 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 go from. <laughs> it's so good, and there's so many fucking episodes, and so many reruns. I can't point out a particular episode, mm-hmm. but one that sticks to my stick out in mind is one of my favorite ones is. Um, for some reason, Will was in a gym and he saw a little honey dip that he wanted, and she was like a boxer. You remember that episode? Mm-hmm. And so like, he like shorty beat the fuck out of him like the first go around. Mm. You remember that episode? Not um, just vaguely. Oh vaguely. my god! Uh-huh. Listen, I hope you play the clip of this shit. But yeah, they, he went in there. She beat the fuck out of him because he was trying to holler. She beat the fuck. He came back to holler again, and every punch that she threw, he blocked it, <laughs> and she was like. Motherfucker, take me right now. That's uh, something I'll never forget. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But it's several episodes, man. Um, there's so many episodes. But what about you, man? 
I'm gonna just go with the shit that everybody is gonna go with. I have to play it like the 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 scene, the one where his dad actually came and, and saw him. Um, I have to man, cause it's it's a like I said, it's a it's a storyline from the outside looking in that we just say, eh, how could I relate to this? And then when you actually break down these characters and break down storylines, Will ain't he had an ain't shit dad very wish-washy coming to his life randomly now that you're in la living good come mm -hmm. see him check on him then don't you know don't honor his word you know what i'm saying still wish-washy don't come to see him after you say you're gonna pick him up and shit like that and he has that scene with uncle phil that was was really one of those pivotal scenes in that show as a whole and like i said going back to just will being the great actor that he is today Look at that scene and tell me he didn't prepare for that shit. There was a there was a time where I think James Avery literally said in that scene he was trying to get that emotion out of him so much to the point that when he finally gave it to him, they was really crying. He pushed him in when he was hugging him. He was like, "Good shit, that's that shit. Right, that's that shit." <laughs> Man, yeah, because he the story goes like when they were filming this scene, uh, Will had got so frustrated. So while they were shooting, he kind of fucked up several times. And mm -hmm. He like he, he kind of expressed it, like, "Fuck, fuck, I fucked up." And he was like, "Uh, uh, don't do that. Just Man, keep it going. Keep staying character. Keep going." <laughs> and when he did it, he kind of when you see it, kind of lean in and give him a hug. He was like. That's fucking acting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, th that's what it was. He was trying to act. That's, that um, is what it was. Yeah, man. Outside of that, they just, it was a show that just did so many great things. Like you get, to, you get to see him grow up. So they went from like high school and they, they managed to go into the college roles. Right. Decent. It, it, one thing about the show is they never sacrificed their integrity to make a good show. A lot of times, the longer a show runs... Hate to say, sometimes the worse a show can get, you know, to the point where it's like we're waiting for this to end. But it was one of those things where even even when you see Will literally <laughs> he has his bad boys uh, hairstyle in some of these scenes. He has whatever movie he's working on. He has a men in black. No, that, that came in. No, not yet. I think towards the end. Of I definitely yeah. know like he had his damn uh, <laughs> bad boys one haircut in some of them scenes. So right, right. just to see that this man is, is, is going so hard in both areas and not sacrificing the integrity on Fresh Prince, the shit that started all of these opportunities, to me, that's just right. some of the dopest things about this show. It was Will, it was Will that requested the, the show in at a certain point. Because uh, he was literally so going important. in. He was, he was filming and Independence Day had came out in the, in the process of filming the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I think it, that rolled straight into Bad Boys. And maybe towards the tail end that's when it led into Men in Black. So I think mm -hmm. he literally transitioned from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to Men in Black at that point. Yeah. But he was the one that was able to say, hey, look, um, we got six years out of it. I want to go do, do this. And six years has been good. And we're going to go ahead and go on about it. No, I love it, man. A lot of y'all shows need to know when to... The end, man. The ending is such a, a crucial point and it's so important. Move on and do different things. I love when shows be like, yo, this is it. We we did all we could do. And now we're going to let everybody else go and get their opportunities. These folks that was behind the scenes, now they want to run their own shows. And everything can just happen and everything can blossom. Everybody don't have to be in the same box. You do this job for how long you're going to do it. And when it's time to move on... <laughs> You move on, man. It's a beautiful thing. Do you do you have any like favorite guest stars on the show? From the uh, show? Ah, 
I enjoyed Tyra Banks on there. I love Neil Long on there. Tyra Banks. Um, Neil Long was great on there, and I I love that she stayed on the show for a a a good while. (laughs) And yeah, it's wild because that's how that's actually how he met uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. She probably auditioned for that particular act, that Mm. uh, particular character, and that's how they met Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett at that time. Um, Yeah, man. um, Some of my favorite guest stars was Queen Latifah. That was actually Queen Latifah's first. That was her first acting role, which she got from Will Smith. Mm. Um, so that was great. Uh, John Witherspoon played Lisa's oh, father. Oh, God, Fucking yeah. great. John Rest Witherspoon. Uh, uh, Sherman Hemsley. Uh, George Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He was only like two times. Played Take two a real Baba Bite out of crime. Right. Baba like, Bite. <laughs> played Bye-bye like Bye-bye. two different characters. We had Donald Trump for some reason at that point. Nah, don't um, say that. Niggas was fucking with Donald Trump in the 90s and right, the early, oh, 2000s, early 2000s. And black people's, black people not going to admit that. Y'all used but to love know, Trump. But you know what? Um, like I said, Daphne Maxwell Reed, that she recently said in the interview that even at that point, she really didn't fuck, like she, she did not like the idea that he, he was actually there. She was like, I can, do not like this guy, Wow. but he's here, man. That's part of being a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like yeah. we say, uh, Don Cheadle, mm. Oprah, mm-hmm. Dwayne Martin showed up on an episode of so many guest stars that we can go down the line. Yeah. Just a great show. I really want to get into this reboot because I mean, shit, Will is laying the blueprint. If you haven't already realized, like, to take a show that was already created and recreate it, reimagine it into something that's way more serious, deeper, that doesn't get spoken about enough. I feel like he, I said this on What's in My Bag, I feel like he's literally starting a trend and I think a lot of people are going to follow suit with trying to do I hope not. serious reimaginings I hope not. of these popular movies or old TV shows. Lord, I hey, hope not. Watch, it was successful. <laughs> yeah, but I hope not. But see, I think... And we're talking about Bel Air for y'all that's under a rock. (laughs) But Fresh Prince, I think, even from the antithesis of what the Fresh Prince is, Mm -hmm. even if you look at the the show, the thing is, the character of Will Smith from the beginning, that's a serious idea in itself. Mm -hmm. So the idea that he wanted to take that, which he got inspiration from a young brother who shot it as a trailer... And that had went viral. Right. And then he saw it a year or two down the line. Changed and he said, hey, brother, we want to work with you. Come produce it. Changed his fucking and they life. Made it. And he, he might have wrote some episodes, might have directed some episodes. He's a producer. Yeah. Um, but this show is beautiful so far. It's a great man. show so far. Um, I like it. Uh, you you get the essence of the actual story. Some of the characters are different. But and but you still get the essence of those characters. It feel like Will was like, hey, hey, y'all, watch the series this many times before y'all come in here. Make sure y'all study for real. Because when we come in here, we, we, we going to change the world. But it's literally, <laughs> the story takes place here in this time and in this right. time in this day and age right. it is what it is it's cool point. right All the, man everybody's just doing such a great job like everybody's, everybody's body sexy those characters. everybody looks good like except for no except, homo except, except for I'm not oh man that. we ain't gonna go <laughs> but I, I'm not a, I'm a, but I'm what I'm saying hey, everybody's, yo. everybody's young and everybody's everybody's a decent looking motherfucker here no one's just like uh. everybody's young who's your favorite character of the show so far Carlton, I'm just kidding. No, no. Who's Honestly, who's man, your... I like. Oh, ooh, damn, it's gonna change. 
I like Uncle Phil, man. Really? Uncle Phil, surprisingly, because I, I feel like that's probably that would probably be the hardest role to embody because we knew exactly who the fuck James Avery was, and that's not somebody you can easily do. Right, you don't. We but didn't fuck with it, they were trying to mimic it. They, I don't. That's and there, it's not mimicking. It's just like it's it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Like Uncle Phil now feels fresh. He feels he he's younger. He feels. I don't want to say cooler because I feel like the OG one was was cool, but it's just it's new. You it's know how a, they say they say old new. people back in the day look older than the old people look now. <laughs> but I think my two favorite characters. Or Jeffrey and Jazz. Jazz. Je- Jeffrey don't. And I Jazz. ain't seen that nigga in the kitchen one time. Jazz, what? Because <laughs> he is a hitman. I mean, I and I like he that. Said, I, I like that idea. That he said it's done. I like that idea that they didn't make him a butler because that looks stupid now. He said he's a he's a house manager. That, that makes sense, and I like Jazz. You are his bodyguard. Jazz is so dope too. Jazz. Yeah. Even when you listen to him talk, he has a just. I'm like. Even his voice and his characteristic is Smooth. like, he reminds you of DJ Jazzy Jeff in real life when he speaks. I love that character mm. too. So it was my two favorite. Yeah, man. But Bel Air, make sure y'all go see that. Definitely. Uh, Will Smith is definitely blazing a trail. It's it's just, an, it's an exciting thing to see in, in, in film and TV right now, man. People are just letting their ideas just go. And some of these ideas are really good. I say, I say it all the time. This could have been a real big flop. This had the potential to be a real big letdown, but for them to come out the gate and you see nothing across the board but great reviews, even your harshest critics are like, you know what? Yup. <laughs> like, that says something. So, man. And you know what? There's one more quote I want to, well, not necessarily a quote because I, I don't feel like looking for it, but there was an interesting thing that he had said back a long time ago in the early 90s. Uh, one of his, one of my favorite movies, but a movie that he had did, uh, Wild Wild West back in the day, they had asked him about it, like, how do you feel that, uh, Robert Con- Conrad, the guy who played Jim West in the original television show, uh, his, like, pretty much his disdain for the movie and his part of the show, he was like, yeah, I probably feel the same way if someone decided that they want to reboot The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air later on down the line. <laughs> Outside of me, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I just always thought that to be. I don't even so know how he would say some shit like that. Cause I did. I thought about it last night. I said, you know what, man, Will Smith. It don't get talked about enough, but he's the he's the sequel king. He's like the sequel king. And <laughs> he, he got some sequels under his belt that are really every, good. And, and every last one of them has has surpassed. And the now one we I just heard about I Am Legend two. Mm-hmm. This nigga will not stop. <laughs> And I hope you don't. I love <laughs> I really it, man. Hope you don't. You That's are definitely a, a legend, though. You're man. definitely a legend. Definitely, definitely. I'm good, man. Blastic. Fresh definitely. Prince. Make sure y'all go and see that. <laughs> if you haven't already, it's syndicating. Why are you here if you've never seen the Fresh it's Prince? It's syndicating film. everywhere. Right. <laughs> I say you go look at the reunion special as well if you haven't seen Most the reunion special. Most definitely. Most definitely. And check out Bel Air as well, oh, man. Yeah. It's like three generations now of great stuff, right. content from Fresh Prince. So, it's another episode of Blastic. Me, your host, Louis B. And your boy, K-Rob. And we ready to go. He's at